Are you? What done? do you, you? You don't want no dope renovations? <laughs> Why? You, you don't want no dope renovations, done? bro? This is gonna sound really bad. We don't deserve it. <laughs> we don't. I'm sorry, listeners, fans, friends. Can I quote we, you on that and tweet it? We we don't deserve this shit, man. We ain't won <laughs> nothing. We ain't we ain't caught nothing. We ain't scored nothing. We ain't kicked nothing. We ain't done nothing. Hey, well, the good we, thing is that the renovations are planned for 2024. So hopefully they do yeah. something before then. Hey guys, it's Terrence Nan. You're listening to Hear the Spear presented by No Game Day. Go Dose. Hey, what's up? This is Peter Ward, aka E Dub. In the house, you know, we're listening to Hear the Spear, presented by No Game Day. Go live, go nose. Hi, this is Charlie Ward, and you're listening to Hear the Spear, go nose. This is Terrell Buckley. You're listening to Hear the Spear, presented by No Game Day. No bloody. But perhaps better known as the greatest corner to ever step on a football field, Deion Primetime Sanders. Great Deion Sanders, my brother. What's going on, man? I could, I could wake up to that greeting every day, man. That was awesome. Hello, those fans. This is former Seminole Derek Brooks, and you're listening to Here's the Spear, presented to you by No Game Day. James Wilder Jr. What's going on, James? Thanks for having me on. SSOD, Florida State or Die, and go Nose. William Barnon Floyd. Gentlemen, what's up? What is happening, guys? This is Logan Robinson from Here, the Sphere, presented to you by Noel Game Day. We are here on this wonderful and most beautiful Thursday evening. Good Friday is tomorrow. Happy holidays. Happy Easter to everyone listening right now. Thank you guys for tuning in with us weekly here on Here, the Sphere. Tonight, just the three of us, we're just starting to dwindle down. Los is lost in a desert somewhere. Nate's trying to figure out what's going on with his restaurant and trying to save the day. But you know what? You still got the three amigos here. Austin VZ, our lead basketball writer at the top. And at the bottom, Dustin Lewis, our lead writer and editor. Gentlemen, it's just the three amigos. What's going on? Yeah, we're back to the old days, huh? Yeah, I mean, this is like how it all started. Feels like last year. Yeah, I was about to say, these are the, like the original three amigos for Hear the Spirit. So this is nothing new. Is everybody having a good week so far? Austin, your weekend, your weekend is like starting right now because Kinda. your birthday is on Saturday. Yeah, kind of starting right now. I already got my green team socks in the mail. No, we're starting things off great. I got no comment on that. <laughs> you want to buy those? You want to buy those? Dustin? I got other socks too. How much do they cost? I got them at a discount. They're like thirteen bucks. Not too bad. You just got to get someone. You got to get someone on the green team to actually sign those things. Well, I sign them. I'm they're pretty them. cool. I'm gonna get, gonna wear, I'm gonna... Where are you gonna wear them to? work <laughs> there's socks i don't know if, i don't know if you can pull that off what yeah. do you mean i wear sweatpants to work they're not gonna see them oh well i said you can't you can't once again you cannot be the one to grade people on what they're wearing you just i'm not i'm not grading that. him i'm just saying you know you wear slides you gotta oh. find you gotta find something that fits with those socks you I'm got some shoes sweat- that'll go with those yeah uh i got a jersey what kind of shoes are you gonna wear Green Jordan ones, and I'm gonna wear my Minnesota North Stars jersey that is also green. Okay, just going. It was just Green Day. Yeah, <laughs> Green Day. 
Well, uh, before we start off, let's run down what we're going to be talking about this evening. We got a lot of stuff. Me and Dustin went to uh, last weekend at Florida State's spring scrimmage. That was number two that we've been able to view publicly. Got a lot to talk about there. We'll talk about the winners from that day, maybe some losers too. There was a little bit more sloppy than the first one. Also today, some kind of breaking news with the Doak renovations uh, possibly happening uh, in what 2024. We'll discuss that in the article that came out from the Tallahassee Democrat. Uh, before we get to basketball, we'll talk about some recruiting as Florida State has a big time uh, spring game coming up with a big time list. I mean, this list was going to probably near 80, if not more by the spring game, you think, Dustin? Yeah, I mean, you know, I think right now we're already – over 70, if I'm not correct. I did remove a couple people today. So we're sitting in that high 60s, low 70s range at the moment. And, you know, I mean, you're still nine days out from the spring game. Each day, prospects are, are tweeting out or confirming that they will be in attendance of that game. So, yeah, like you said, it's just going to keep rising up. And, I mean, it might even be more than 80. But, you know, what's more important is how many of those guys actually show up to the game. So I think at Florida State, you know, they get at least 50% of this list in on that for that game, the spring game. They'll be feeling pretty good with all the talent that's going to be in the stands. Mm-hmm. And then and off the podcast, we're going to talk some Florida State basketball. Obviously, we know Florida State lost to Michigan. Thought there might be some revenge. We were wrong. Uh, kind of a disappointing game. But, you know, that was still a big run for Florida State and a team that, you know, that we kind of all were predicting this might have been the ceiling with Sweet 16 uh, when we did our early predictions during the offseason. Uh, but we'll also talk about Nate Jack intending on transferring. And we're going to get some notes from Austin, what he's hearing on maybe some potential guys that plan on staying and some guys that may be leaving. So uh, Austin's going to give us the full rundown on that. Before we get started, everybody can listen to this on iTunes, Google Play, YouTube. Uh, the podcast is available on all those. If you hit the subscribe button, you'll be notified whenever we release a new episode. We definitely appreciate all the new love over there on YouTube and you guys enjoying the videos there. Uh, we're throwing some snippets a few times a week. So you guys can go check out our YouTube at Noel Game Day. Let's jump into it real quick so we can get it, get to this weekend and enjoy it. I got a, I got a four-day weekend. Let's jump into it. Spring, spring scrimmage, Dustin. Uh, your thoughts on that? You know, we got there early once again. Uh, once again, the, the team was out there, uh, and it, there was a lot of lot of energy. There was a lot of recruits. A lot more people at this one than the first one, Dustin. A lot more recruiting guys. A lot more coaches from high schools in attendance. Uh, just a good time overall, and some good weather. Yeah, like you said, pretty decent crowd, but you know, maybe the play on the field wasn't as good as what we saw in that first scrimmage because, you know, when you get into spring practice, you don't really want to see one side of the ball just completely dominating the other. And that first spring scrimmage we were at, you know, it felt like both sides were kind of going back and forth at each other. And then in this one, you go into it and there's only two offensive touchdowns in the entire scrimmage. One of them came on the very first drive that Jordan Travis led, and then the other one came – um on a drive by one of the walk-on quarterbacks. So it was a it was a slow day for the offense. I mean, it was sloppy. I think I I counted, you know, at least um, 11 sacks surrendered. There were bad snaps multiple times. The quarterbacks and receivers, it, it seemed like they were having some trouble uh, staying on the same page, kind of something that carried over a little bit from the first scrimmage. Um, it was ugly out there. But, you know, for the defense, it was a beautiful day. They dominated. The defensive line looked really good. 
I don't remember – I don't think off the top of my head that there was an interception, but the DBs played some great coverage, didn't give up a lot of catches. So there's some positives, there's some negatives, but we've still got, you know, a week or so left in spring practice, spring game coming up, and then the whole summer to keep working out some of these kinks that we saw. So we'll just have to keep seeing. Yeah, no, there's a, there's a lot, obviously – from the second scrimmage where I think the defense won the day, like you said, that first drive was pretty successful for FSU. But once again, after that, um, the defense stood up. It seemed like there was a lot of uh, miscommunication on that offensive line. Dustin, remember when Maurice Smith and uh, was it Brady Scott, they were kind of going yeah. at each other on the sideline there because there was just too much miscommunication. Something wasn't going well. And the D line, definitely guys like uh, we'll talk about them, Koshan Fuller, Derek McLendon were getting back there with ease. It was just nothing for them. Yeah, and Fabian Fabian love it. I mean, both scrimmages that we've been out there, he's just been a straight monster. And, I mean, he just – he continued that last Saturday and got through the middle of that offensive line multiple times. Uh, you know, it didn't seem like the coaches were too happy with Dante Lucas on a couple plays just because Fabian Lovett beat him right across his face, got to the backfield, and, you know, either got a sack or a tackle for loss depending on the play. Well, that offensive line, they've got some work to do, but you know, I think we said it last week. They're still missing their best player, their most consistent player from a season ago, and Devontae Love Taylor, who's recovering from that injury he suffered back during the 2020 regular season. And Babyon Johnson has missed the two scrimmages that we've been at as well. And also Thomas Schrader. You know, he went down with that leg injury. He's been out. So they're missing some depth and they're missing some experience. And you know, that equals more young guys getting reps. There was some walk-on offensive linemen in there getting reps. And you could tell there was a big drop-off from the first team to the second team. What up, Los? What's good, baby boy? What's up? What's up, baby? How you doing? Busy, dog. Busy, dog. Busy. Life's moving real quick, man. CFL's trying to come up, sneak up on you real fast. So got to get ready, man. Trying to take care of some things before I got to get up out of here. That's all. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, we're just practically discussing me and Dustin have gone to the last two spring scrimmages. We went to this last one that we're kind of discussing here and uh, just talking some spring scrimmages. You know, I don't don't remember if Jimbo (laughs) back in his day, if he allowed access to spring scrimmages. I don't remember if they were in Doak. I don't remember being in there for Jimbo's spring scrimmages. No, our scrimmages. I remember when I first got to state. Our scrimmages were on field, too. We used to have three fields. And then when we got an indoor, we did most of our scrimmages indoor. I think we had – I think we did one – no, I think we did a couple – I think one or two, maybe. One or two maybe came inside of Doak because we were putting the indoor in. And I think we did that during fall when he had fan day, and that was open practice. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't, like, per se a scrimmage. You just did more team, you know – type drills and we did anything else it wasn't really split and stuff like that we did more special teams as a team and stuff like that but it, i mean as, as far as what i heard uh from it, like you guys said it was a big difference um you don't really want to hear that um you don't really want to see that but i think it's a good thing i think i think it's good to see a kind of drop off and you get you can see where a difference and where um improvement needs to be made um seeing seeing consistency early um, some people may hit their ceiling early. You kind of don't want to see that. You want to see a kind of guy go through some adversity, um, see him get better, see him improve, and see if he can improve. Um, you kind of don't want to have a young guy that you see come in, get a lot of reps early, hit their ceiling, and, well, this is all I'm going to get out of a kid. 
do I have to develop somebody else or have to find somebody else or recruit somebody else, um, especially if he's going to be on the, on the roster for a couple of years. Um, I heard a lot about the quarterback play. Jordan Travis played exceptionally well um, in both in both scrimmages. Um, he got high praise from Norvell. Um, McKenzie, some question marks after the second scrimmage, but I think that's okay. Um, I remember we talked about it before even spring even started that Travis wasn't going to give it up easy. He was going to go and compete. He was going to play. Um, he was going to get better. Um, he had a year in the offense over McKenzie, and I think that gives him a heads up. Um, I think He's maturing on and off the field. And I think that he – how the team responded to having McKenzie come in, I think that he wants to show that he can be a leader. He can – he can he can grow. He can develop. He can be better uh, than he was the year before. And I think that's showing early in the spring. But don't get me wrong. McKenzie's proven to be a winner. He's coming from a winning program where he's proven to be a national championship, quote-unquote. So he, he he's not afraid of adversity. So he's he's – what first spring, first really time learning this offense. I mean, you're gonna give him give this guy time. He has a whole summer, seven on seven, to get it down, workouts, and then they have an entire camp, a real camp, to get ready to go play football again. So it's gonna be an open competition, but I like what Travis is, is displaying right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, Mike Norvell has kind of echoed, you know, some of those comments that you just made in his press conferences. He said that Jordan Travis really seems like he's taking that next step and you know, he, during the spring now, he's actually back to full health, where in the fall he was missing practice because some of those injuries that he was suffering. So he's been participating in the entire spring practice. Norvell said he's bigger, faster, stronger. His accuracy on his throws is, you know, taking that next step. Then you go over to McKenzie. I mean, this is a guy who, you know, he suffered a, a really serious knee injury a couple years ago, hasn't been able to play a lot of football since then. And now he goes to a completely new team into a new system. And he's learning how to work within that system along with, you know, the new faces that he's throwing the ball to each day. So he's still building up his chemistry. He's still getting comfortable with that leg and and the guys around him. And I just think as time goes on and we move into the summer, they get to, you know, organize some player runs seven on sevens and just keep building that comfortability within the offense. We're going to have a heck of a battle in fall camp between Milton and Travis. Mm-hmm. I, I want to ask you guys about the run game since you guys were actually there. I read a lot. Of, I read a lot about it. Uh, uh, the the walk on Ward. Mm-hmm. He, yeah. he he he's 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 he he's he he's Devonte Freeman. What he remind me of the way he plays. He come he all that chip on the shoulder. I'm not. I'm not gonna get that many looks. It is spring, so let me take advantage. And it seems like every time they talk about the run game. It's either little nine or they're talking about 38. They're not talking about one. They're not talking about zero. I mean, they're not talking about the guys that you would consider be, you know, the one-two punch coming into it. You know, you you see nine coming in and getting some touches being a sophomore, but you don't see them getting that many. You know what I'm saying? You would just see how the roster would look. Mm-hmm. But you have this walk-on coming in who's every time he's touching it, is opening eyes and he's grabbing teammates' attention and he's grabbing media attention, he's grabbing coaches' attention, and he's earning respect and he's earning reps and carries. And that's something that not many people have seen in a while at Florida State or ever happened at Florida State. And that's really crazy. So what do you how do you guys feel about it? Yeah, I mean Treshawn Ward was, you know, he was excellent in that first scrimmage. He really felt like he got the bulk of touches. And I mean he capitalized on his opportunities. He had three touchdowns, I believe, and Close to 200 yards on the ground, if we were um, counting correctly. Mm-hmm. 
And I, I think one of the reasons he got so many touches in that first scrimmage is just because Deshaun Corbin went down with just a minor injury uh, really early on. And Corbin actually came back out this past Saturday, and I thought he was probably the most overall impressive running back. But that said, you know, the offensive line play kind of made it hard to tell because the running backs just weren't getting as many holes as they were in that first scrimmage. But, I mean, yeah, Ward has really come on strong. He's been impressive, and he's earned his spot in that rotation, I think. Yeah, that makes it a, that makes it really interesting because during the first scrimmage, me and Dustin were there kind of looking at each other like, what is, what is going on here? What is going on? Because, you know, Treshawn took advantage, like Dustin said, of getting out there and getting some PT because Corbin was kind of dinged up at the beginning of the scrimmage. And I think DJ Williams didn't get to see a lot of burn out there. DJ Williams got hurt too, I believe. I think he rolled an ankle. Yeah, it was kind of early, early on. So, you know, Treshawn Water was thrown out there quite a bit and he really did take take advantage of the opportunities he was thrown out there a little bit of the against the first team defense. And man, he's he's hard to tackle. He has great, he has really good vision. Um, and I, I like it because we were hearing things about him during the tour of duty. And I was like, okay, you know that. And we've heard about him last year too, but we, you know, we just never got to see him play. We didn't get to see it in person, but wow. I mean, whenever people are talking highly of him and you actually get to see it in person is something really impressive. And so, you know, you've got two walk-ons right now that have a really good potential in being in a, in a rotation, if not getting a lot of PT like Preston Daniel, who was in a starting uh, unit out there for majority of the scrimmage, right, Dustin. And then you've got, uh, Sean Ward, you got two walk-ons here that are impressing and uh, pressing, and all, you know definitely Treshawn, who's had a has had a great uh, spring scrimmage. So uh, I, I'm I'm all for it, man. You know, coming out of the blue and and getting that running back competition going, I'm I'm all for it, Los. Give me it, give me it. I mean, that, those are some talented guys back there, but you know if he's hungry enough, he gets that playbook down. Give it to me. I don't care who touches it. I just want production. I mean. You had decent production, you know, decent up and down throughout the year last year. I mean, the run game wasn't bad to me. It wasn't horrific last year. I mean, compared to what we had years before, it wasn't the best, but it wasn't terrible. Um, but I don't care who touches it. I just want somebody to touch it. It's going to be productive. It's going to run the ball downhill, and it's going to want the ball, point blank, period. Um, you guys talked about some young receivers out there making plays. Um, who are those young receivers? Uh, that's going to be Josh Burrell and um, McLean. Consistent? Are these guys consistent? McLean, I'll tell you right now, that kid. I don't know if I don't know if he's in trouble or whatever it is, but he was out there having to work his tail off. He was out there. I swear, ninety percent of these spring of these scrimmages so far, this kid is out there on every snap. I swear, and he was out there with the starting unit on this last Saturday, along with Joshua Burrell. They had two freshmen out there with the starting unit. Keyshawn Helen was on the sideline along with i don't know who else was out there but i know the two freshmen are out there and i know there was a lot of recruits there too so i mean i wouldn't be shocked if norvell and you know dillingham and dugans are kind of using this as a kind of a tool to say hey you know we got two freshmen in here take a look at what's going on but yeah that'd be burrell and uh, mclean i mean if they're making plays like what, what i'm seeing and reading they're making plays like that then one yes it is a recruiting tool because if i was a kid I'm coming up here in spring where, like, I mean, it's just spring. And these kids are getting reps. They're fresh out of high school. Like, I'm going back to class, and they're going to get reps the next day. That's crazy. I'm going to want to come to a program like that. I want to graduate early in December and be doing that next spring. That's crazy. Um, 
But also, it's great that they're getting this experience too. My brother graduated early and got to Florida State early when he when he enrolled at Florida State. And he, I mean, got to jump on the game and he played all the way through. So I mean, it's a great experience for him. I'm happy that they get this for him. I mean, it's pretty cool. Don't you think, Dustin? Looking at Burrell, he looks like he's been here for two years already. I mean, both yeah, I mean, wide receivers are impressive, but I mean, Burrell is, is a different kind of type. He's bigger than Brian Robinson, and yeah, he's got a bigger guys. frame. He's got strong hands. He runs good routes. But you know, I just want to see the consistency because Malik McLean, he was, I would say, the best receiver overall in that first scrimmage, and then this past Saturday, I personally. Don't remember him um, getting a catch or, or making a big play. There was a One drop guy, in the end zone. It was a yeah, drop did, from Redmaker. Would you guys think that's a bad thing if these young guys are the best receivers on our team? I don't think it. I don't think it says anything great for the veterans. Because but. I kid you not, what, what scares me about Florida State in the recent years is that is, and I'm probably because I've been spoiled because I got to play with Rashad Green, Kenny Shaw. I got to play with Rodney Smith. I got. I mean, KB. I just – I haven't – it's been a while since I've been at Florida State and heard, like, a dominant receiving room. Like, you got multiple heads that's just out there attacking yeah. the ball and this. It's just been a while. And and in the scrimmages, you hear about these – like, you guys are talking about these young guys are making plays and they're getting a lot of reps and they're being used as recruiting tools, quote-unquote. There's no old guys doing that. There's no seniors that's coming back to, you know, win a Blitnikoff. There's no – you know what I'm saying? There's no, no veteran – leadership in that room and this haven't been there for a while like uh, what is, is that is that really a bad sign like how, how do you guys view that you know some of the older guys um ontario wilson Keyshawn helton jordan young who missed the second scrimmage on saturday they've made some plays they've had some flashes but it's few and and far between it feels like and i mean same with the young guys you know they flash but it's not every single down and at at the same time, there's a lot of quarterback and wide receiver miscommunications, whether it's the quarterback throwing the ball to the wrong spot or the receiver running a wrong route. And, yeah, I would say that's a little worrying that you don't really have a go-to type guy out wide yet. And you're really hoping this summer, you know, two of those guys are going to come in and, and Destin Hill and Andrew Parchment, the transfer from Kansas. So this is a group they've got they've got a lot of talent but they've got to be able to put it together. I mean, right now this feels like it's a by-committee group instead of one guy. Like, think about what you just said. Like, you, the, the, kill, the kid Hill. Like, you're expecting this freshman yeah, to come in exactly. and make that big of an impact. Like, that worries you me. Know, you know, I, I don't know how it was for Rashad, but, man, if they expected Rashad to come in and play, that's how he came in and played. Like, you get what I'm saying? Like, I hope he comes in. I hope that's the conversation that's being had with him because the expectation in that room is is not very high for me. If young guys like that are making plays, and I'm not saying that they're not capable of being a Rashad Green, but I haven't seen another Rashad Green since Rashad Green been at Florida State. You <laughs> know what I'm saying? There's only one Peter Wark. Like, Rashad Green holds records of Florida State. If these guys are going to be there on, on that level, then I'm I'm just – I'm not putting it to that ceiling because I haven't seen, I just haven't seen that talent level. It's just something different. Um, but having that expectation of a young freshman coming in and playing that well, that's just, I haven't seen it since, you know, 80 walked in that room. And as a freshman, he balled out. I mean, he played lights out the entire year. 
So I just, I mean, like I said before, that expectation for that room isn't high. I hope that it dominates. I hope it hope it surprises me and a lot of fans. But if I'm a fan and I know people are watching the scrimmage, people are reading message boards, people are viewing it, it's just not a strong room. And even in spring, you would want to see the veterans making the most consistent plays. You want to see the guys that have been here the longest fighting through injuries like Young and just actually finally hitting the field and being most consistent. And it's, it's just not encouraging hearing that this is young guys. It is because it's young guys, but it's not because mm-hmm. veterans should be doing it by now. Yeah, it's better. It's better sweet. I was going to yeah, bring it up very, very bittersweet. Mm-hmm. I was going to bring up some winners here from the spring so far that we've, that we've seen Dustin, we can discuss, but at least going back to, uh, and you know, Los and all of us on here and Nate have, we've, we've harped on this defensive line. Definitely. You know, your two guys with, who had Kando and J-Rob, you know, the pass rush had been lacking. Uh, definitely it was a really disappointing year on that front. But, you know, th- these last two scrimmages, I've been pretty impressed, not only from your the starters there, but the backups, like Quashawn Fuller, who had a big day uh, on, on Saturday. I thought he looked impressive. He looks so much better in shape. Um, and he was getting all over the place. He had a big hit. He had, what, two or three sacks, a couple QB hurries. And then also Derek McLendon, I think, has been impressive because we haven't seen Keir Thomas play yet. He hasn't been uh, available in both scrimmages. So a lot of these guys are getting some extra work in there. We've seen Griffiths get in there too. But, you know, the two guys to me that have impressed me on those pass rushes have been Derek McLendon. I mean, he was just kind of bullying at this point on Saturday, D. Lou. I mean, it was just kind of bully central. Who was he going against on that left tackle? I forget who that was. I believe it was uh, Darius Washington. Was it Washington? Yeah. I believe it was Darius too. And then, um, like I said, Quashan, you know, like I said, in shape, quick, fast, uh, which is maybe some promising signs there for the guys that, you know, got a little signs of Derek McLennan last year. Not a whole lot of consistency with Quashan Fuller, but at least it's maybe some promise there where we're seeing some energy under him and, uh, and coming in. And we've only, and he, you know, you've only been in spring for a few weeks now. Could be, could be, you know, positive to look at. Yeah, and I mean, I don't even really think it's his physical evolution that's, you know, have, making him have more success in these scrimmages that we've seen. In my opinion, his footwork looks a lot better. I mean, we've we watched him uh, pursue a running back from the backside. I mean, he didn't waste any steps getting there. He was there before the running back crossed line of scrimmage and collided along with him with another defender. I mean, the same thing on his pass rush. He's just – he's not wasting steps. He's really explosive. He's getting either right through the offensive tackle or right around them. He's been really good. And like you said with McClendon, he's been good as well. Jermaine Johnson has had some good battles with uh, Robert Scott over there on that right side. So the defensive line – and I mentioned Fabian Lovett in the middle. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's just – he's been a monster. There, There's a lot to like on that D-line right now. Yep. No, I, I agree. I'm trying to think, you know, we haven't heard, you know, well, we haven't heard, but we've been there and seen, you know, nothing too crazy from Cooper. I mean, he kind of eats up, you know, sometimes two blockers, but like you said, Fabian Lovett has been a big one. You know, are you number 11? Are we, you know, that's just something maybe hasn't stood out as much. I mean, is a transfer coming in, but really hasn't, you know, we're talking Jermaine Johnson here. Is that, just, I mean, I don't remember much of anything. I mean, he's made some plays here and there, but nothing too kind of out like crazy, like on the level uh, of McLendon and Fuller. Can, can, can I be honest with y'all? Like, I did. This is going to sound super corny to a lot of people. You guys <laughs> watched Last Chance You, correct? Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. How many times did you really see him or hear about him making a lot of plays? I don't, I don't even remember, man. <laughs> yeah, you get. I'm, I'm being, I'm being, I'm being honest. Though. I'm just being honest. Like you mm-hmm. know, you, you watch a series and you supposed to have these top guys at the school, and you know the camera's gonna follow the guys that's making the plays. Mm-hmm. The guys is entertaining. So I'm saying maybe he's a sleeping giant. Maybe he's just a consistent guy. Maybe he's the guy that's gonna make the consistent play. He's gonna yeah. do the right, the right alignment, assignment, and technique. Who may he's not the splash guy that we're looking for. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and maybe that's something that we need at that position. Maybe we don't need, you know, J-Rob to make a thousand splashes like we wanted him to. Maybe we needed J-Rob to just squeeze tight down on the boot, tight reverse. And like maybe we need him to do stuff on that, like that. Like maybe we need more consistency at that position. And that's something we haven't had in a long time. So mm-hmm. maybe he's that guy. He's not a big splash guy. But five five, he may be the splash side guy. He may be that guy. He comes with that energy. Um, he plays with, with that attitude. So I'm happy he's getting getting reps. I'm cool with that. Five five can get all the reps he 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 can get. Yeah, and I mean to your point, Los, you know, one one thing that I thought the defensive ends were really bad with um last year was containing the edge. I mean, it seemed mm-hmm. like whenever the other offense wanted to, they either had an outside run, get by the defensive ends, or the quarterback would scramble out of the pocket find, you know, 10, 15 yards on the outside. The edge is something that Jermaine Johnson never gives up. I mean, we've – he's either getting a sack off the edge, he's sitting there with his man. We, we saw it a couple times. It was either Travis or McKenzie. I mean, either one. Whenever they tried to roll out right, Jermaine Johnson was always right there putting pressure on him, making him have to force a throw into traffic on the outside run. Outside on the free. Pocket. Outside on free. That's what it's called. I mean, you know it's so crazy? And people think it's like – it's very it's 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 a choke technique. I, I was always taught when I play outside linebacker, I'm coming down playing a run. I turn everything back back inside. Wrong shoulder, boom. Shoulder, turn everything back inside. Keep my outside on free so I can make the play if they go outside. That's something that's easy. I've never seen eleven do that. I mean, thirteen did a good job of it last year. I mean, he was more disciplined. Uh, I think he uh, less physically gifted, but I think he was. More disciplined, like I think he was a better student of the game than than Robinson. But as far as talent-wise, Robinson should have been an animal. And I think that's where Eleven's going to bring just not the physicality, but being a better student of the game, understanding how to play the game of football when it comes to quarterback runs or having the boot coming towards you or turning things back towards the defense because you are setting the edge. There was a YouTube uh, comment in here. Uh, from Tyler saying, you know, talking about the Juco thing for Jermaine Johnson and the show, he says he doesn't buy it. He was a number one Juco player coming out of his I mean, class. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying that he wasn't, he wasn't like a dominant player. I'm just saying when you watch stuff like that, fans, I'm not talking about me personally, but people would think that, hey, you want splash and splash and splash. And you're not reading articles where you're seeing him saying, well, he's, you know, batting balls down or he's off the, like, he's not, you're not seeing that crazy. When you come, when you get a guy coming from Juco, like he went straight to Georgia, he's matured more than a lot of guys coming fresh out of high school. So he's coming into also a recruiting class as well. Like we had Tank Carradine and Farron crew come in. Tank Carradine was a grown man coming into our recruiting class. You get what I'm saying? saying? So you would see like that monster man versus child mentality. You don't really see a lot of it you see more consistent play, more mature. Mm-hmm. I know the game of football, consistent play. It's not that he's not a, he's, he's more of a, you know, longevity professional. 
not a splash guy every once in a while kind of player, in my opinion. I want to note on one last thing before we move on. Uh, I was going to note on Tate Roadmaker, D. Lou here, um, and also Chubba Purdy. So the last two scrimmages, we didn't really note on on the second scrimmage, but once again, we don't see Chubba Purdy on the sideline. We've seen Demory Tate. We've seen Brownlee and Emmett Rice. They'd be injured, but still be there on the sideline. I mean, Demory Tate's scooting around on a little scooter right now while he's dealing with his rehab. But we have not seen quarterback Chubba Purdy in attendance to these scrimmages. And, you know, Tate Roadmaker's out there. He's gotten the most burn out of all of the quarterbacks during these practices. And what I'm thinking under what Norvell's doing is, you know, right now you're, you're looking for definitely a backup. And, you know, we've heard some good things about Tate Roadmaker and, and getting his mind right you know there's some things that was maybe hindering him more just kind of in the head than anything last year but we've seen a solid kind of couple scrimmages from him nothing spectacular but you you see you see the talent that he has and why Norvell liked have having him and bringing him into that class um but you know I was just going to discuss, you know, the situation right now, Tate Roadmaker and Chubba Purdy, you know, it's kind of flipped. It's kind of flipped on us right in front of our eyes where, you know, Tate Roadmaker's out here on the field and we, I don't know the next time we're going to see Chubba Purdy out there. We don't even know if he's in Tallahassee. Yeah. I mean, you know, you kind of said it all right there. Tate Roadmaker, he's, you know, really done well at least in the first scrimmage, he did well. He threw a couple touchdown passes. In this past scrimmage, it was really harder to get a gauge on the quarterback play just because I mentioned earlier the offensive line gave up, you know, at least 11 sacks from what I counted, and there were five or six bad snaps that, uh, you know, resulted in fumbles right away. So, yeah, I mean, you kind of said it all, Logan. I don't have a lot to add there. <laughs> I just think it's something interesting that we'll have to continue to keep an eye on, you know, at least given some, some positives here for Tate Roadmaker. There's been some, there's been some pretty nice throws definitely with the younger wide receivers. Logan, I know. Logan, remember Logan, the, the Logan, I gotta, I gotta interrupt you. Uh-oh. These reps he's getting are going to equate to what? Experience out there. He's been playing against the first team. Okay. 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 Times. For, for, for QB one or the back. No, 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 no. Backup. Backup. Yeah. So 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 if 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 McKenzie's the starter, where's Jordan? Where, where's Travis? Whoa whoa whoa! Right now for me, let's just put it right no, here. I'm, so no, we I'm, can make... I'm asking questions. So what if it's flipped? Either way, if one of those yeah, two yeah, are yeah. the starter, where's the other one going to go? Then he's not going to stay to be the backup. He's not, he's not going right. to continue to compete. No, for for right now, Tate Roadmaker is number three. I'll probably I might be going three. crazy here. I mean, well, with, not with the bad look, team, I, I will say that Tate, Tate Rodemaker has – and it's been against the second and third team defenses, so let's, you know, let's say – let's lay that on, out on the table. But he's been more impressive than McKenzie Milton so far, you know, th- putting the ball in the air, in my okay. opinion. Okay. Who's getting more reps right now? Rodemaker has gotten more reps than anybody. Than yeah. anybody. Okay. And, than any quarterback. Is, don't give me that I face. It's a, it's, a good, it's a good conversation. It it's is a good conversation. It's okay. a good. It's a good debate. What I'm saying is he's getting all of the, who's getting the least amount of reps. The price, uh, what Milton? Probably Milton. Okay, it's yeah, not probably. nothing like it's not like a huge difference between Jordan Travis and Milton, but I'd say Milton. Okay, a little bit. Yeah. So, so the buddy with no game experience is getting hella reps, right? But the two cats that's got the most game experience are getting about equal reps. 
those two are battling for your number one and number two. Roadmaker, you're getting hella reps because we don't have Purdy. Like, there's no other person to get reps. You're going to get hella reps. Like that, Okay, like you split, you got four quarterbacks, you split ones and threes and twos and fours. There is no ones and threes and twos and fours. There is you guys and Tate. That's it. There's, what do you mean? <laughs> where, where the reps going to go? Yeah, Gino like, in there. <laughs> you don't know, Gino. You got to tell him who Gino is. Walk on quarterback. I'm, I'm yeah. looking dead at you. I'm Dustin. I'm looking at your screen so hard right now. I'm looking at your little box on my phone. Hey, right Gino. Now. Gino was uh, yeah, one of two quarterbacks to throw a touchdown pass on Saturday. That's all I'm saying. Uh, against the walk-on defense, it was a good ball too. <laughs> he did have a great ball though. You in the see corner. this? You see? You don't <laughs> don't be Nate. Don't be Nate. Don't be Nate. Uh, don't be Nate. But uh, what I'm what, what I'm what I'm saying is though, and I'm from from just from me. Yeah. That's if those two is those two veteran guys are getting an equal amount of reps, they're competing. They're going back back and forth. Tate may mm-hmm. see a lot of reps, and don't get me wrong, they're quality reps. I hope they're quality reps. I hope he's proven. I hope he jumps pretty. I mean, you hurt. You can't be on the field. That's I mean, can't that's hey, that's act of God. Can't help that, bro. Power to mm-hmm. you. Don't be hurt. Like I'm just, I can't help that. Next man up. Don't be hurt. I are, are we not recruiting one of the best quarterbacks in in what in, in 20, 20, 22? Like are we, not? are we not recruiting more quarterback? I mean, don't be hurt. That's not my fault. This kid's gonna get reps. He's gonna get better. He's gonna develop. But I don't. He's. I don't. I don't think he's developing for the number one or two spot. I just. I don't think he's developed. I think he's getting reps to get better. He's gonna mature. I think this kid. I hope he stays and end up being more like a coker where he learns the game. He becomes a true leader of a team. He under like he cultures the environment. You know what I'm saying? Like he watches Norvell, cultures a team. He becomes a part of that. And on his way out, he's able to leave with, with growing as a, as a, as a person, as a player and, and part of a winning culture and changing a winning culture. We just lost coker at the end with Florida state. And he ended up going to Bama. We just, I wish he could have stayed in one with us. That would have been awesome. I mean, we had they had Jameis. Yeah. I mean, that was that was that was bad. But I mean, I just don't think his reps mm-hmm. are going towards those those two positions. I mean, I'm happy he's getting them. I'm happy that Dustin's pronouncing his name right. Logan's still pronouncing it wrong. <laughs> but I just that don't think true. he's getting. I, I I'm happy. Like I said, I'm happy he's getting them. They're quality. I'm happy he's performing well. I'm happy he's getting a lot of praise. But I just don't think they're go- it's, it's not going to be towards number one or number two spot. That's actually you brought up a good point there, Carlos, because I I had uh, Miss Rada Maker, I need to say, uh, DM me because <laughs> I announced yeah. his uh, last name wrong. I announced the family's name <laughs> wrong. So Mama Rada Maker came after me. So shout out to her. I'm going to change that from now on. I don't want to sound, right. do, hey, sound like Dustin out here. I don't want to sound like Dustin out here saying Odell Haggins. I, I don't, I don't want to get to that <laughs> point. I don't ever want to get to that point. Did you ever hear that, Los? That's what he calls Odell, Odell Haggins. You call him, bro. Hey, m- he's, mistakes he's were made. Mistakes were made. Mistakes. Hey, I'm not. I'm not really good with names. You don't mispronounce so. Polk County. You don't be mispronounce people's names like that. <laughs> you don't do that. All right, I'll make Odell. sure to say Haggins from now on. How about that? Carlos, I will tell you, Carlos Williams. <laughs> <laughs> For oh, the people man. that listen, we do pay attention though. We are we are very active. We are a very active group on our social media outlets. We do care about how we pronounce and how we speak about 
you know, the people we represent. So we do love our nose dearly. And we want to just apologize for mispronouncing um, your family's name. Don't That's why whenever it. Tenor Ingham got to Tallahassee, I, I was asking Austin for three months. I was like, man, you got to help me pronounce this right. The dude, on the, bas- the dude on the basketball team, Tenor Ingham. Yeah. You know Am I what, saying though? it right? Am I saying it right? Yeah. I will say, you know, other sports like, have perfect. the most unique names. Track and field, basketball, uh, tennis. They have some really unique names, man. Like, you guys get really a lot more international athletes. We don't. I mean, how long did it take us last year to learn Dom's name? I bet it was half the oh, season. Man. Who? The the number fifteen, the center that was there for one year, Dominic Olenichuk. Yeah, um, I, it took us forever. Oh, we used to love Ojo. Ojo's easy. Well, that's easy. Yeah, <laughs> we used to love that. You call him Big Mike. Yeah, like Big O. It's easy. Ojo, yeah. Big O. It's, I mean, it's three letters. We just call him Big Fella. Mm-hmm. Bro, Look. his shoe got. Bro, his shoes be so huge. Like we used to go to study hall. I, just, I'm, hey, let me put my foot up next to your foot. I'm like, your foot's bigger than Shaq's foot. It was pretty close. Like it's huge. Like it's huge. Like I, there's no way. I think I think Shaq's had 22 WE, and then Ojo was like 21. I think I think that's what it was. Either 20 no or 21. way. That's yeah. You know how big that, bro. Like that's custom made shoe every time. Yeah, you, you heard about that story, right? Where Nike had to build their own custom machine just for Ojo's foot. Yeah. <laughs> I got a question. I wonder, like, who, like, who's making his J's? Oh, he didn't wear J's. He wore he wore two shoes the entire year. <laughs> it was a garnet pair and a black pair. And I'm talking had, about like I'm talking about flip-flops. like I'm talking about social a social pair of shoes. It, that those were his social shoes. <laughs> I love Dojo, but he wore two pairs of shoes. Oh, no way! Makes where do you get stuff. the flip flops at? I have no idea. <laughs> Oh, they're I mean, making that's, them. That's boat shoes, dude. Yeah. Yeah, you got to make those out of canoes. <laughs> yeah, he, he, dude, he beat that garnet pair that he got his first year to the ground. The soul Bro, he, you know what's crazy? He was one of the best spirits I've ever been around. Like, people, what? Like, you would think, like, his, his, his approach to the game of basketball, he wasn't, you watch him play, he wasn't super, super monstrous, aggressive. He, he, had, he had some some finesse to him. And then when you seen him off the court, just the sweetest guy you ever meet in your life. Like, just the kindest guy you meet in your life. It's, it's so he, He's gone too early, man. He's yeah. gone way too early. Way yeah. too early, man. Uh, let's see. Doe Campbell renovations, Los. I don't know if you saw the news today, but, you know. Yeah, today is I, also April Fool's. That's what I, that's what I was thinking. I don't ever hey, – un, I don't understand. Legit, though. Well, what's the PR with, like, you know, Roy Williams announcing his retirement? Yeah, like, what a terrible idea to do that. Like, hey, what we'll kind of that, PR yeah. is doing that? Hey, because you're not going to get enough that. engagement. Nobody's going to share it a lot on Facebook and all that. Like, that's terrible PR, in my opinion. I'll never announce anything on yeah, April, was, for, on we'll April to, 1st. We'll get, to, we'll get to Roy later. I was yeah, looking at it this morning, and, it, and, like, everyone commented on it. was just, like, fake, fake. Oh, no, fake, we put out an Instagram fake. post so, about so the Doe Campbell so, Stadium. So the renovations is real. Yeah, yes. it's actually real. Okay. I'll read off so the little be, thing so real, real quick. Let me read off for the people that don't know about it yet. Um, but supposedly uh, you got Michael Alford in here that is, you know, new to Florida State, running the boosters. Uh, he's very well respected in his previous stops with some big time schools, also in the NFL, including the Dallas Cowboys. Put out a statement today. Florida State is intending on looking at some renovations to, to Campbell Stadium. They're hoping that it'll be finished entirely between November of 2023 and August of 
four. It looks a lot like if anybody's been to the Jacksonville Jaguars stadium, it looks about exactly like that. I know there was some renovations of kind of having a champions club on the opposite side of Dope Campbell stadium. Uh, other than that, this really looks like the Jacksonville Jaguars uh, stadium here with having some club seating in here. I know some people were kind of getting mad inside of our discord about losing 10,000 seats, but you know, they were furious. Yeah. They were ticked off that, you know, there'd be 10,000 seats lost, but you know, like Dustin said in there to a few of them, you know, right now, Florida state hasn't had a full stack stadium than what, maybe 2018 uh, with the opener against uh, I don't even know. I don't even know if that sold out. Honestly, I think it did. I'm, I feel like um, it it's got to be close to it. I know the it was Boise close, State game but I don't know if they did. That, that's the most packed we've seen it in a long time, at least. Uh, but yeah, in this premium club for fans, will be able to come down to the field level club and stand on railing right behind the FSU bench area during games, providing a different end game experience. Uh, so this is exactly I've been to the club level a couple times. Shout to our guy. Uh, Forrest, who was over there doing the ticketing for the Jaguars, he would always hook it up to where, you know, we'd be in the club area and it still looks about identical to the Jaguars stadium. So if anybody, I know we got some Jags listeners here, this is practically about the same as that from what I'm picturing here. So interesting. Are you done? Are you, what done? Do you, you, you don't want no dope renovations? <laughs> Why? You, you don't want no dope renovations? Done? Bro, do you, do, do you know what Doke is right now? Doke is the largest standing brick building in the world. The only other largest brick, like, stature thing, whatever it is around, is the Great Wall of China. And you want to touch it and ruin it? Whoa. You want to – le- let's see. I don't care about – This is uh, getting rid of those bleachers. I don't care, I don't care about – you keep tri- – They ain't messing with the nothing. outside. You ain't That's- won nothing. Don't change nothing. Don't They're not messing change- with the outside. They're messing with the inside. Y'all want to mess y'all. Okay. We'll leave the bricks for you, Los. And that's gonna do what? But well, I need a chair back, Los. I know you were doing. Yeah, Los. I know you were doing stadiums <laughs> on those bleachers. I know you probably want to see those again. I know you were getting into uh, some bleacher listen, work after some listen. practices. I know you were doing. Like, some extra my work. thing is this, though. I understand why we're doing it. Don't get me wrong. This is gonna sound really bad. We don't deserve it. <laughs> we don't. I'm sorry, listeners. Fans, friends. Can I quote we, you on that and tweet it? We we don't deserve this shit, man. We ain't <laughs> won nothing. We ain't we ain't caught nothing. We ain't scored nothing. We ain't kicked nothing. We ain't done nothing. Hey, well, the good thing is that the renovations are planned for 2024. So hopefully they do yeah. something before then. <laughs> man, hey, I want to thank I want to thank everybody that 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 is that's that that's looking forward to this upcoming season. Cause like I am, because I really do believe what Norvell is doing and don't get me wrong. I don't believe we deserve it, but the simple fact that everybody is behind coach Norvell and they're looking for the future, like that's a long way away. But the simple fact that you guys are wanting to make these things happen. And I'm talking to the family and friends and all the Noel fans around the country that listen to all our listeners, like you guys have this faith and we haven't had this kind of faith in, in this, in this kind of, you know, movement in a while. And it's really, really good to hear. You know, as guys, we create a podcast to really generate some good love for our beloved Knowles. It's really, really, really is a lot of love out there. And for the boosters who's thinking about the Knowles future, this is a big shout out and thank you to you to you guys. Whoa, what's going on here? What what's going on here? Wild Nate has appeared. What what's going on here? <laughs> what's up? <laughs> wow. Uh oh. 
Why well, we haven't had the full squad in a month? What's what's going on here? They, yeah, man, I'm dog tired, man. I just got home. Hey, well, here we'll we'll wake you up. Carlos said that no no renovation should happen to Doak. FSU doesn't deserve it. Do you agree on this? No, I think they need to. to <laughs> here we go. <laughs> to to stay with the Jimmys and Joes, man. I mean, wow. So all about uh, the optics. What, what, exactly, man. <laughs> what, what, while here, I, man. the recruiting guy. Here we go. Here while we I, go. While I think here that uh, a recruiting insider. While I, while, while I think that uh, you know, Doke is a, a beautiful stadium. Uh, I think that you know, it could use a facelift here and there. You know, <laughs> why, why not? The basketball team could get it. Something why not? Like you know? I, I, I think I, I think our I think our wins and losses column need a facelift before in stadium does. I, 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 I think. I, the, I think I think those wins and losses are, are, are impacted at that Champions Club. I think when them W's come back, that Champions Club is, is where you'll see the difference. Okay. It wins. I mean, you're projecting these nice – we're going to look like what? The, the, the Jaguar Stadium? I mean, something like the Jaguar Stadium? That's a shithole. Are we going to put a pool inside of Dope? What did Logan say? We're going to put a pool. Might put a pool up there, like in like the Jaguar Stadium inside of Dope? Honestly, that'd be yeah, nice. That's, Nothing, that's really nothing's gonna, worse gonna, than a noon game in September in Dope. Put yeah, a we'll pool in there. Let's draw the pool, man. Let's draw them all in, man. Carlos, let's draw, draw Carlos, the number ones in. Why don't Car- you, Nate? Carlos, you, you 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 went to Florida State. Um, you you know dang well that a uh, a pool inside Doke would be exquisite. How many games? Have you been? <laughs> <laughs> it would How be exquisite. How many? Huh? You. Okay, let's 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 just. I'm talking about, about, about the okay. idea of a pool. How first person last and giggles. How many games is 2013 winning with a pool and we going undefeated inside of Dope Campbell? How many games are we winning? Um, ima- imagine the scenery. <laughs> you know you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to say. I'll take a little pool action. Uh, in uh, 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 imagine a pool in the hey, scenery. I can, I can you know? hear Jimbo. I can hear Jimbo now. Get him out of here. Get him. Get, <laughs> hey, shut him down. Stop what looking at them skanks at the pool. <laughs> what you see, man? Get it in. Uh, it's game over. It's game over. It would never succeed. Oh man, never well, succeed. We'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see I'll what they're going to be doing. Tell you what, but the main they, okay, this, this, I want to see. Go ahead, Lowe's. This is what I was thinking. I understand. I just I do appreciate. Like I appreciate the big new game room they had up there. Yeah, I talk. I talk about it because. I'm a little, I'm, I'm butthurt. I ain't get to enjoy it for when I was there. I mean, the new expansion they're doing inside the indoor is going to be amazing. A little butthurt. I think we deserved it. But I'm happy that somebody's going to reap the benefits. Like my high school is getting renovated. I'm happy for them because I went eight and two. I'm the only team ever touched the playoffs there. You get what I'm saying? So, I mean, I'm happy somebody's reaping the benefits of the guys that paved the way because without the Hall of Famers that played before me, we wouldn't have had the stadium that Doke is now today. You get what I'm saying? But it just it's, it's just like wow. There is it's moving fast for 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 a team's record that's not going up in in the right direction. Uh, maybe they're back to being all in. You know? I okay. I don't see Florida coming out with no new renovations to Ben Hill Griffin. And I've seen them appear in the SEC championship more frequently than we have in the well, ACC championship. I, 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 I think I think that's a uh... That's a benefit of being in a in a really crap ass conference that's top heavy. Come on now, I mean, true point. Their 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 stadium plus, plus, plus it's, it's Gainesville. 
Yeah, that, that's that stadium is past a facelift. That thing needs to be bulldozed. Yeah, it needs no, to be bulldozed and removed from the history of the state of Florida. And I mean, I would point to a school like Alabama, who has you know continually been doing stadium renovations. I believe they're even adding a new video board. LSU and they're going to have to. They're going to be reducing their capacity. All three recent national champions. Hey, Florida State won a national championship. Extremely recent national champions. It wasn't that long ago, Lowe's. Come on, you got the ring on your finger right now, right? That's my wedding ring. That I, that ring is put away safely and it's cleaned every now and then. It's it's kissed and cleaned and put back safe so it can be looked at and gazed upon and remembered at the good good old days. That's what I love to hear. That's what I love to hear. Uh, all right, let's jump into some recruiting here before we get to some basketball. Glad Nate's here too. But Dustin, you run us through what's going on here because we kind of hit on it before we started. But Florida State has a big list incoming to this spring game. Hey, D- Dustin's not the only one that's put our list together. Just hey, so, you know. Oh, Nate. You know. Hey, before y'all go over this list, this kid Hunter is something like it's like a video game. It's like you remember you remember when you remember when the Devin Hester was like 100 speed for the first time ever in Madden. Mm-hmm. Watching this kid oh like these past like past month has been watching Devin Hester be like 100 speed on Madden. It's been it's been like watching when uh, you first played into the belay and Chris Johnson was 99 speed from from uh, Eastern Carolina, mm-hmm. and it was ridiculous. He's been an absolute monster, and the simple fact that it feels like when I was getting recruited, how other recruits are going to get top recruits, that's been amazing to see. And we haven't seen that in a while at Florida State, where other recruits are are recruiting the best, the, the best of the best to come compete and come play and, and come to play with. That's yeah, been pretty I, cool. I, I like how James Coleman said it. You know, like. Like it's just different. Like like Derwin will go out there and dominate, but like this kid's even more like different than Derwin. Yeah. Like he's just different. Like yeah. He go, he goes out and dominates elite kids. Yeah. And, 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 and it's not just short like in shorts. It's he puts the pads on. He's just as dominant. Yes. But like like he's just a he he's he's a. A possible once in a lifetime, another once in a lifetime guy at Florida State. You know, you know, for you know, God forbid anything that happens. You know, his trajectory yeah. is going to be a monster. How, like, how many like years that. did Crow play? Crow played one and a half years. Started what two games? <laughs> you know, like very minimal. Yeah, you, I'm, 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 honestly, I kid you not. I, I hope, I hope he wins us conference championship, a national championship. I hope he wins us a a, tie, a college football championship. But I hope I hope he is a a lovely. I hope he's the coolest breeze that that the Tallahassee's ever witnessed mm-hmm. in in the world. You hope I get what I'm saying. I hope he comes through there smooth and cool and sails right through there and comes and give us and graces with the best presence we've ever felt. But I hope he's not there for very long because yeah, I, I, yeah, like you said, Sean that means Taylor something went. Is, that's like, yeah. that means something went bad if he's there for four years. Yes. Absolutely. If he's there for two, if he's there for three years, like two and a half, I'm sitting out like <laughs> like like six games. I'm done, coach. I'm, I'm I'm good on that. Like because I've never I've never seen, and I'm good. Me, I was great at seven oh seven. We had great seven oh seven teams. I played on plenty of them. Gridiron Kings was probably single handedly one of the best DB, best D, collective group of defensive backs in our recruiting class ever. And this kid single handedly was better than all of us. He made every play we made by himself on his team. 
I've never seen it. And his, and his size to go with it is ridiculous. No, what, what gets me is just how effortless it is. And, and, and it's like consistent. It's not yes. like fl- flash in the pan. You know, yeah. something you see on like Sports Center Top 10, it's every single time he plays. Everywhere he goes. And, Double and, coverage, and, triple and I, coverage. I, I, I love the smack talk, you know. Like that kid is supremely confident in mm. everything he does. Yeah, like, I love his celebration. Too. It's what he, he carries himself. It's the way he carries himself. And, and, he and carries that, himself with the confidence that he plays with. And, and, and that's what's gonna. That's why I think he's a, a pretty damn good recruiter. Is these guys are feeding off him. Yeah, if the if the best guy in the country wants me to come play with him, then he got to know I can come play with him. Mm-hmm. And a lot and, and a lot of guys. And honestly, if I'm a recruit, if I'm a kid. A lot of kids like to hear that. A lot of kids want to hear that. It's not a coach telling me this. It's a guy that they're recruiting. This the number. This the number one recruit in the country. Number one player in this position. He wants me to come play with him. It's not just the coach telling me, but he's telling me to come compete and come play and come join him. Why not? Mm-hmm. I think we have a TV. I don't know. I tried texting the group chat, but we got a TV that might be going on in the background that might be coming through. Uh, but yeah, let's run through this real quick. Our multiple recruits. We actually got this talk with one of them, Florida state quarterback commit Nico Marchio actually came up and said, what's up while he was in attendance with his family. Along with that, we actually got to speak with Raymond Cottrell in the 2023 classic along with Zakaya Saez. Ah, God, I, I hope I didn't ruin his last name, but a really good, these, these kids that we got to talk to, man, says, uh, uh, but definitely these three that we were able to talk to, uh, but again, I'm not the guy to take name pronunciation from. So that I is that is right. That is right. Wrong. I mean, Odell. I mean, Odell Higgins kind of has been here for how long, and it's played at Florida State for this long, and still Haggins. Anyway, yeah, I got hit in the head a lot growing up, so I'll attribute it to that. <laughs> yeah, run us through uh, our weekend, being able to spend some time with these guys. Yeah, like you said, uh, a lot of guys were in Tallahassee this last Saturday. Uh, to check out the second spring scrimmage. Some of the ones that we noticed and were able to talk to for a couple minutes, I think you just – did you go over that entire list right there or just a couple of them? Uh, I went through a couple of them. Yeah, so we talked to Nico, Raymond Cottrell, and uh, Zakai at the scrimmage. And then I was able to catch up and do some updates with uh, Jalen Johnson, who was actually offered by the staff on his uh, – drive home from the, skim- the scrimmage and Kaniya Charlton, you know, one of the higher priority targets on the offensive line in the Tribe 2022 class. And then Devin Smith, another guy that Florida State is showing a lot of interest in. And, you know, he could be a member of this class um, moving forward. And basically all of them were very impressed by what they got to witness. You know, they were each watching, um, you know, different staff members, their respective position group coach and you know I heard a lot of good things from all of these guys and you know you can go to nolgameday.com check out some of these updates and um Kanaya, Devin and Nico will actually be back on April 10th for that spring game to get another look at Florida State and it wouldn't surprise me if you know Charlton goes ahead and makes his commitment official within the next couple months. I don't know if it's going to happen during the spring game, but I think it happens before July. What do you think about this list so far, Nate? And I know you and D-Lou have been putting in some work on this, but now this is a pretty big group coming in and, and visiting. I think 
Uh, we learned, I believe, from 247 Sports over there from Zach Blostein that a, a, a five-star is coming to defensive tackle is going to intend on visiting. I think those are just about an hour and a half ago. But Florida State has their th- has three quarterbacks, and, of course, Nico Marco already committed, but you've got A.J. Duffy and M.J. Morris, which we've had here on Here the Spirit. And the thing with M.J. Morris, you know, he was telling us that he wants to commit, what, by May? And he's going to be in town here uh, next weekend for the spring game. So this kind of team timetable is something to keep an eye on, in my opinion. They also have what's developing as their top 23 guy, um, Tyree Johnson. So, I mean, the quarterback's position is going to be loaded uh, on who's visiting. Even, even if half these kids visit, it's still going to be a damn good, yeah. damn good uh, visit list. And, yep. you know, I've talked about it before on this podcast – it is like, you know, go back pre-COVID to the guys that Florida State was getting on campus. Um, it, it, it's what we're seeing now that are, are coming to the spring game. Um, you know, they had quite a bit of, of top-tier guys that were either set to come to Florida State uh, right before COVID hit for, for spring practices and, and whatnot, and guys who had already visited. You know, that list was – really really good um so it doesn't surprise me that florida state's able to get these guys in town to visit um you know it, it just shows i think continues to this whole belief that this staff can't recruit it kind of continues to put the kibosh on that so uh the 23 class is just as good of, of guys who are visiting i think um, it's better yep I think if you look at the defensive backs that are coming, it's just ridiculous. Um, you, you look at Hunter, you look at Sam McCall, you look at you know guys like um, Mitchell who's coming, you guys McLean, you know, top tier twenty twenty three kids. It, it, it's, it's ridiculous, man. Like it's 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 bodes well. Yeah, and, I mean, and and, and and across the board. You know, if they can get like a Kevin Coleman to visit, forget it. I like it. I like it. Yeah, I mean, you get your top three, you know, quarterback options that you're chasing <clears throat> after in that 2022 class. They're all going to be there in attendance. And, you know, A.J. Duffy has even pushed his announcement back now. So we'll see what happens with that. You get two of your top running back targets coming in and uh, Jalen Glover and Mari Alston, both are expected to be in attendance. And you now I don't want to go too much into the list because we've got this uh, on Patreon. You can sign up and check out the full list, patreon.com slash day. But right now, I think I said it earlier in the show, we're up to around 70-something names, low 70s. And, you know, there's nine more days and nine more days until the spring game. I just expect that to continue to rise. And, you know, of course, they're not all going to make it in. Stuff is going to come up. But like you said, Nate, you get 50% of that list in, you're feeling really mm-hmm. good about the talent that's in the stands for that game. And you're just building that momentum for when the dead period ends in June. You're going to have a bunch of other guys come back mm-hmm. and actually be able to speak with the coaches and everything in person. This is just kind of the warm-up. Yeah, I, I think, um, you know, looking at the list real quick, you know, what, what pops out is getting Quincy McAdoo to come. I think that's important. You know, a guy that this staff has been high on and, and got him to commit early i think getting him with his his parents or his mom coming i think that's good for them mm-hmm. to kind of hold off arkansas you look at you know we talked about the defensive backs you know getting trey donaldson a local guy 
who I think is a really good safety. Um, it, it is not far off talent wise than a Terry and Arnold. Um, well, getting getting him in, in to visit, I think is really good. It's Tyler Jefferson. I mean, it's a twenty twenty three quarterback. Um, Brandon Ines, who I think is an elite elite wide receiver. He 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 would start right now at Florida State. You know, getting him to possibly visit is is awesome. You look at the offensive line for twenty twenty three, the defensive line. I mean, it's just it's elite guys, playmakers everywhere. I mean, yes. Florida State is expecting every current commitment right now yep. from 2022, 2023, yep. and 2024 to be at that game. We're working on so, confirming with yep. the last couple guys. So but. you're looking at Tony Mitchell. You're looking at um, Ryan Robinson, Avian Ter- Terrell, you know, all top flight guys. And, and then, you know, I was trading texts back and forth with Cormani McLean. He's talking about coming. He's just a newly minted five star. Um, it's just it's it's really really crazy the talent they're getting. Javon Brown, the number one linebacker, is coming. So they get you know they're it's clear that there, there's there's buy-in from from these recruits. So you know I, I would not be surprised to see some commitments happen this weekend. You know I'd expect it to happen next weekend. Next weekend. Yeah, whenever, whenever. <laughs> My, my, my I, had, I had to do. I had to do my, it. Just my brain's to, fine. I was about to say you had a long day. I just had to do it just so people are like, "Well, what happened?" Nate told us this weekend something's going on. What's going on? We we'll get twenty messages on Discord. Uh, but yeah, no big weekend. We intend on being there. Nate, do you plan on coming to the spring game? Have you figured that out yet? Or I, not now? Not after the news with work that yeah. dropped. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah. after today. I don't know. I don't even yeah. know if I'll be in Orlando right now. Whoa. So oh, that would suck. Yeah. Um, that would stay. Uh, yeah. I'm I'm planning on it. Uh, I mean, yeah. So, a lot of work for me to do that day, then. Huh? <laughs> I no know. Um, but yeah, shout out to Kenny Shaw, man. I think he just released his wide receiver unit. That's going to be there. Uh, holy sweet Jesus Christ! I mean, I, I don't know if you're a recruit and if you haven't signed up for Kenny Shaw's camp. He was on here with us a few weeks ago. Great guy. He's been on here a few times. But I mean, this this. Camp. I've never. I haven't seen anything like this. Uh, we've already talked about the stars. You know, like Jameis, Dak Prescott will be there. Sammy Watkins will be in attendance. Super Bowl champion uh, Gabriel Davis, uh, Nick O'Leary, uh, Rashad Green, Kelvin Benjamin, Will Ty. Uh, you got you got a stacked group coming in. So uh, Rodney Smith, Nike Nooney Murray, Kermit Whitfield, a lot of, <laughs> a lot of former Knowles in there. Willie Halstead, Philip Riley. I, I don't know if you're not, and that's just a wide receiver unit. So, um, but yeah, let's, uh, let's jump into some basketball. Austin. I know that you had a few things. I think we have some background things going on, but mute it, Nate. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Austin, Florida state loses to Michigan. We maybe wait, 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 where's my Chick-fil-A trivia. Nah, we, I thought we didn't know who was going to be on. If it was just going to be me, Austin and Dustin tonight, which we were thinking might happen. I was not setting that up. So we will run it. We'll run it back next week. We'll run it back next week before the spring game. We'll, we'll have a really good one too next week. Yeah, um, sure. But uh, I know you're hyped for it. I'm sorry. <laughs> the only reason I get on here, I'm trying to get me a damn gift card so I can afford, <laughs> you <haven't food>. had- <laughs> afford one. I'm broke. Uh, oh, goodness gracious. You're about to get a job hopefully go, go ahead and give them give them my four that i've accumulated or uh, 
How that's one years? meal for him. That's <laughs> one meal for him, though, Nate. <laughs> uh, but yeah, let's jump into some Florida State basketball to end off the episode. Austin, Florida State loses to Michigan in the Sweet 16. Uh, just kind of kind of stinks. But you know, was this like a this a, like were you expecting this kind of loss though? I don't think I, any of us really were. Yeah, no, no one saw that one coming. It, it was that was the first time I've seen Florida State get punched in the face like that in a long time where a team just completely beat us, everything we tried. We, Michigan just had a counter to it immediately. I haven't seen Florida State get beat like that in a long time, like probably since 2013, 2014, something like that. Mm-hmm. Wow. Especially that second half when Michigan started running those high-low actions. They had a counter for every defense we threw at them. And I, th- I think at one point there were, what, like 13 of 16 from the floor in the second half? Like we were playing fine on offense, but Michigan was just scorching. We we couldn't do anything to slow it down, and then it it sucks to see them go out two days lead, two days later and lose fifty one to forty nine to UCLA. That just, that just made it worse. Yeah, that was. Let me tough. just say, let me say, hats off to Michigan. Congratulations oh, yeah. on your win. But when the officiating is twenty two fouls on Florida State, ten on Michigan. And you don't let Florida State play with the same physicality that you're letting Michigan play with the entire game. I mean, it's kind of bullshit, in my opinion. Because so. yeah, Raquan Gray only played three minutes in the first half with foul trouble. I think Polite played what, like seven minutes in the first half because of foul trouble. It was just and, a and bunch Scotty of got, tacky crap. Scotty Barnes got four quick ones in the second half. It, 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 like officially, it's absolutely not why we lost. Michigan just they they killed us. There's no doubt it about it. Just didn't help. But the officiating was bad. It was really bad. Killed any kind of momentum. If Florida State was on a somewhat of a small run, foul, foul. I mean, we saw anything. multiple times where Florida State was driving down on a, fra- a fast break, and you know a Michigan defender would be in the way, moving laterally, and it was still a charge on Florida State. So, you know, the fix was in, in my opinion. Who was that on MJ Walker? Was that on that one where it was just? It was on everybody. <laughs> he had a charge. Turk had a charge. Turk had two, I think, actually. Now yeah, Gray, Gray was in shock in one of them. He was like... He was in shock what? in all of his... That that one foul he got on the chase action on the baseline where he's, where he's like on the baseline with the screen, he got a foul for that. That was horrible. It's just a lot of ticky-stacky, especially on him. A, a lot of really soft stuff on Turk. That it's just called. when you're getting those calls and you know, you know Leonard Hamilton's policy, when you get two fouls in that first half, you're probably sitting down until the break. <laughs> It just takes this team out of its rhythm, and that's what it felt like the entire game. It felt like they could never get into a rhythm on either end, and it, Michigan took advantage of it. Credit to them. I thought Dickinson was you know, really excellent for them. He dominated Florida State inside for the most part. But I don't know. Call it both ways. Yeah, Brandon Johns was really good as well. I think he had his best game as a Wolverine for Michigan. He was really good. I think he had 14 points. Um. They had someone, Shondi Brown had 12. They, they just had a lot of guys that did exactly what they needed to do for Michigan to have a good game. The Florida State, when you have Raycon Gray's your best player, most important player, when he's only playing three minutes in the first half because of fouls, I mean, that takes out, takes Florida State out of so much what they want to do. But I really don't want to talk about the game the, anymore. It's depressing. Would you say this, you know, in my opinion, you know, I don't follow it as closely as you do, Austin, but. It seems like, you know, from my point of view, that the season turned when, when Walker got hurt. Yeah, for sure. You know, and, and, like, 
know, when he was playing confident and scoring whatever it was, like 19 a game, you know, force it was unstoppable. When he got hurt, it just it went sideways. For sure. And, and it also goes to Raekwon Evans, too. You know, those first few games when he started, Florida State was rolling. They were beating teams by 20, 25 every game. Then as teams realized what he wanted to do and got more film on him, he started to slow down and so did the team. Most teams only go as their point guard goes. Um, and I think we've talked at length enough about how bad Florida State's ball handling has been this year. It's not going to be the same next year. Um, I think that had a big part to do with it. When Evans was playing really well, the team was playing really well. Once he started not playing as well, and then like you said, once MJ got hurt, it, it, it kind of had you kind of had a feeling where the season was going. We came in thinking if you get to a Sweet 16 this year, that's a pretty good year considering you lost two lottery players plus the best one of the best players in program history. A Sweet 16 is absolutely fine for this team. It just sucks the way they went out. Um, yeah, I, I think is, I think we got to be ready for a, a, a top ten preseason ranking, right? Next year, with, anything with that that's not, if anything that's not at least top fifteen is an embarrassment to preseason rankings. Next year's team is unbelievably stacked, just top to bottom. Ooh. Like hearing that, I'm all for it. I was just gonna say too, you know, before we move on here, exceptional job as always. Austin, you're your second time with us really going through a full season at NG and basketball, but you absolutely killed it. The previews are incredible. The Michigan one I read, you know, I didn't even watch basketball uh, or Michigan basketball all season, but, you know, going through and actually getting snippets of the plays and running through the breakdowns, man, you you killed it this season. So hats off. There's nothing else like that. No, no, no. Basketball on the beat. No, there's no better coverage. No better coverage out there. I'd say it. I could say it 30 times, but Austin knows. But I think the only one close for basketball is Aria. And he, yeah, like, Aria. He, he's just so busy between baseball and play by plays. And I love Aria. Aria is my yeah. guy. He's awesome. But, yeah, I, I agree. You know, I killed it, man. Good job. Yeah. It was a Absolutely. fun it was a fun season, even if there was some not so fun moments, including the UCF game and then losing <laughs> like 20 to Michigan. Yeah, but, I'm so glad there's a lot of fun it. stuff in between. Yeah, along with instant reactions we've had, previews, like, you know. No, Matt, I here. was that UCF game. <laughs> no, we got on here, didn't was, we? Was, no, we didn't. I don't know. That was the night I got engaged, I'm pretty sure. And I came home and that ruined my night. <laughs> that was such a weird game. I, I know. Florida State wins that game yep, December 19th, 999 yep. times out of 1,000. And that just happened to yeah. be the one. I, I, I'm not upset losing to Michigan or in the Sweet 16. I'm, I'm more mad losing to Michigan. I hate Michigan. Same. I cannot stand that. Like, yeah, the worst part. It. The worst part is I've got a couple of customers at my store that are Michigan fans, and of course at halftime they're like, "Man, your team sucks." I'm like, all right, calm it down. Yeah. I'm gonna charge you double next time you're in here. <laughs> uh, let's move on to Nate Jack here. You, you know, we came public today that he intends to transfer from Florida State. But if some FSU fans don't know, this doesn't open up a scholarship for FSU, Austin. Correct. It does not open up a spot because he was one of the couple of seniors that was using his extra eligibility here. Which every team he goes to, he will count towards their scholarship limit, but he would have not counted towards Florida State. So it doesn't impact how they're looking into next season. Um, I'm not surprised by it. I put it in my Discord notes immediately following the Michigan game who had been here and who was staying, who was leaving. He was one of the guys that said, I think he's going to at least look to transfer, just see what options are out there. Um, who, Where he goes, I don't know. I think he's a good player. He just has to be in the right system that uses that skill set right. Uh, Florida State's not the team to go to if you're just a sharpshooter. Who, who do y'all think is uh, 
you know, completely not FSU related, but where's Carolina go coaching wise? I was going to get to that after um, we talk about the players that are standing or leaving, but UNC losing Roy Williams. I'm, I wasn't surprised by it. I know a lot of people were. But you look at what's happened with them over the last month. You know, mm-hmm. they lost, um, they lost Daron Sharp to the NBA draft. They lost Walker Kessler to transfer. Um, Caleb Love ended up staying, but he was looking to transfer for a little while. I think Armando Baycott's still deciding. Um, and I think Garrison Brooks is a graduate. I don't think he was using his extra year. They're losing a lot of guys. Um, so it wasn't a surprise. And they've only got, I think, one or two signees for next year. So it wasn't a huge surprise. UNC is one of those schools. They keep things in the family when it comes to basketball. Um, I think they're going to look at Wes Miller, the UNC Greensboro coach. Been there for 10 years. He talks to Roy Williams every day. UNC grad. Makes a ton of sense. Um but does it? Don't you think they can get get better they, though? They can, I mean, they can get anybody they like, want, but like they'll they'll give Brad Stevens a call because Brad Stevens did grad school at UNC. Um, good luck with that. Yeah, they'll give. Well, well the and, Celtics are horrible this year, so right now is a perfect time for them to bow out. They'll they'll give anybody who's anybody a call, uh, but it, it's going to be one of those. They're going to keep it in the family for sure. Hmm. I mean, I couldn't tell you the last time I hired outside the family. It's just one of those, one of those schools. Mm-hmm. Austin, do you want to go through and you know you put out an article earlier this week, immediately after the game, kind of predicting who you think will intend on transferring or staying at FSU? I know we've been talking a lot about Raekwon Gray in the group chat, and you know that's Florida State's best player last year. But what do you think the latest is on there? Are you hearing anything on a few guys? Everything I hear, it's not from the Florida State side. Everything I hear is from, you know, NBA scouts, NBA teams, you know, what, what they think of certain players. Obviously, the big one's Turk. He's such a big player. Um, everything I've heard is scouts want him to go, go back for another year. They like him, but not enough to convince him to come out. And if he came out, I don't think he'd be drafted. Um, I've only seen him come up, pop up on a couple of big boards here and there. And even then, he's like 90th. Which in an NBA draft where there's only two rounds, that's that's not good enough. Um, he's got the skill set at six eight two sixty, can put the ball on the floor, drive, play exceptional defense. But they want to see him improve his shot selection, you know, his efficiency, especially from the perimeter, and then limit the turnovers and fouls. Because I mean, there was what I think sixteen games where he had three or more fouls, like tw- eleven or twelve games with three or more turnovers. That kind of stuff has to be calmed down a little bit. And I think next year where he wouldn't be as relied upon as a ball handler would be huge. He can focus on everything else. Um, but everything I've heard, he's, he does intend to come back. But I wouldn't be surprised if he likes to test the water, see what NBA teams, NBA that, teams tell him. That's huge, right, D'Lu? I mean, that's a big-time player coming back for an already stacked team returning and the talent coming in, man. You can't help but get excited if that, if that is, intends on being true. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, another year – with Raekwon just continue, continuing to improve, it'll be even better for Florida State next year alongside a stacked team. So I think having a, a veteran guy like that that has that experience going deep into the tournament and you know also who was developing into Florida State's number one option this year, he can only get better by coming back. And I think another big one that people want to hear about Austin is MJ Walker because you know he was honored on senior day 
it really seemed like he was getting prepared to, you know, move on to the next level. And then after the loss on Sunday night, he kind of made some comments in his postgame press conference that made it seem like he was going to consider returning to Florida State for um, his extra season of eligibility. So have you heard anything more on that over the last couple of days since he made those comments? I think he was just saying the right thing in the moment, which it was a good answer. You know, he said, I'll talk about it with my coaches and my parents when I get back to Tallahassee, which I think is the right answer. Um, you don't want to flat out say after losing by 20, I'm, I'm not coming back. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's did a good job with the PR. Yeah. He's done his studying. Yeah. He's been here four years. He, he knows what to expect with the media. Does um, he have a, do you have a spot though? Really? I mean, does he have a spot? If he, if he wants to come back, he'll, he'll be welcome back. He's a thousand point yeah. scorer. Like yeah. he, he'll be welcome back if he wants to. Um, he didn't, I, I don't think he wants to come back or I don't think he wanted to before the tournament. But the last month, month and a half, where he's playing hurt, mm-hmm. you know, he's playing through knee and ankle injuries. I think it just left a bad taste in his mouth. Um, and I think he's at least somewhat, con- somewhat considering it more than he was, you know, a month, month and a half ago. Do I think he comes back? No. I, I think it's really tough for a senior to come back and improve upon an NBA draft stock. I, I think he just c- kind of has to take what he has right now and goes. At least get a G League spot. You know, fight in the summer league, fight for a roster spot, and see what happens with there. I don't think a fifth year would benefit him any. Um, but if he came back, obviously Florida State would welcome him back. Um, anything else that maybe worth noting there on staying, leaving? I, I mean, mean yeah, Scott, yeah, I Scotty it. Barnes gone. That's what I was gonna say. Scotty gone. <laughs> don't even I think did about it. Stay off the weed, people. Let's don't be too crazy here. I had to kind of just be I was well, I was a little I, I was drinking quite a bit that night. I had awesome. to. I mean, that's what you're supposed to, but please, people, let's stop the kind of you know, you know, Scotty Barnes should come back. He was terrible this year. He's all can can we use our brains sometimes? Yeah, sometimes. I was gonna say, Austin, how many people were tweeting yeah. you after the game and Everything saying, oh, Scotty's got to come back. He's got to improve his shot. He can get his draft stock better. He can. There's so many things he can improve upon, but there's no reason for him to do it for free. Yeah, for free. Florida, I, Florida State's got one of the three or four best development staffs in the country. Like that's that's no debate. But when he, he he's projected to go between six and ten right now, he's about to be a multi-millionaire. He can do it while being paid. Yeah, and he gets to play basketball full time, not have to worry about school. Yeah, th- thank you for I mean, your one year in Tallahassee. You, you you helped Florida State become a destination place for recruits. Go get paid, yo man. Thank you. Oh God, some people amaze me. That just amazed me. And I I had to actually like answer questions that you usually answer, Austin. But I feel like this is just kind of it's in- easy enough for me to answer with just saying it's something. Part, part of it is Florida State <laughs> Florida State fans just aren't used to one and nuns. We've had what three. Yeah. Malik Beasley, John Isaac, and now Scotty. A- am I messing anybody? Deal. Oh, Pat. 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 Yeah, I, I was about Pat. to say Pat. I was Pat. like, uh, do I yeah. jump in here? And... So this will be our fourth. Yeah. Like well, four we'll get, get used to it. Get you. Got to start getting used to it. To it. I'll have two next year, right? <laughs> no, I, I, Cleveland's a maybe. Worley, no. That just seeing their offseason plan. Of you know, you already went and got Caleb Mills, and they're still recruiting another point guard. Makes me think they view Worley as at least a two to three year guy. Jump Which, into, I guess, great great transition of guys yeah. we're looking at. Mm-hmm. Um, the big one to me is Syracuse's Kadari Richmond. 
you know, I, I thought he was misutilized at Syracuse. They play, played him more at the two and the three than point guard. Uh, he's a point guard, despite being 6'6", really long and athletic. He, he still had, I think it was two to one assist to turnover ratio, three to one, something like that. Um, average three assists per game. I think he's a really talented playmaker that wasn't utilized quite the right way. Um, Florida State was in his top five coming out of high school. And I think he he's very seriously considering us again. Um, I believe Tipton Edits, who, you know, they're the ones that make all these edits for these high school kids. They said expect Florida State to be the favorite. Um, I, I would really like to see him in Tallahassee next year. I think he's a very talented player. Uh, they've always, they've also contacted DePaul's Keon Edwards, um, six seven wing, which uh, Florida State's also looking at some wings. If they were to land a wing, I think that means someone else is leaving. Um, but nothing set in stone yet. We've also reached out to Northern State's Parker Fox. That's a Division two school, but he averaged twenty two points per game last year. Very athletic, which you don't normally see from D two guys. Not a great shooter, so I don't, I don't know about the fit there. I don't think that happens. Uh, reach out to Kentucky's Cameron Fletcher, another guy that you know plays on the wing, but I just don't see it being a Florida State fit. He had that big uh, argument with John Calipari and that got suspended. I don't see Florida State going after a guy like that. And then they haven't reached out to him yet, um, but people said to watch, watch out for it. Michigan State's Rocket Watts. Uh, it's another guy that they recruited heavily out of high school. But Watson said he wants to play shooting guard, and at six foot two, I just don't think that's a fit for Florida State. I don't see it happening. Um, right now, I'm looking at Kadari Richmond, um, Illinois Miller. Just said he's transferring. I would really like to get him as well. Um, but right now, Richmond's the big one. Sweet deal. Does that wrap up the 2020 to 2021 basketball season for Florida State? I think it just about. Moment. I think it almost does. We've just set it down in the grave. Nothing happened. I mean, I still think to me, I mean, we all, I believe all of us on here predicted with Aria that this is a, this was a sweet 16 team. I don't think anybody, did anybody say elite eight on here? I just, I think I just said second weekend. I'd have to go back, but I think I said second weekend. Yeah. I don't think anybody said elite eight. I don't think. I can't remember that long ago. I don't know what I said. Tell me what I, I said. I'm asking I think, the wrong person. Play the clip. I, th- I think what I'd said is, you know, second weekend with a chance to make a Final Four if things break the right way, which is kind of how the season played out. You know, at one point they did look like a Final Four team. It just didn't work out that way. It's still a good season either way. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, all right. I think that practically does it right on the 10 o'clock dot. Uh, we'll be recording next weekend. I think Austin might be in town. He, we might do a little between me, D. Lou, and Austin. We might do a little trio here. I think Carlos's phone died. So if you haven't heard from him in the last forty-five minutes, that's what happens. So he did yeah, not... I know I know he had some stuff to say about me about the team. Yeah, no, he was really going to come after you. a little bit. We were, we were yeah. going at it on Twitter a little bit. Oh yeah, I do remember that. I do remember that. So maybe we'll save it for next week. Uh, but yeah, we'll be previewing a little bit of Florida State spring game. Spring game. I'm sure we'll have a lot of recruiting to kind of finalize and get a feel about what this list look, looks like recruiting wise. Heading in, we'll all be except for the I don't know with Nate and everybody, but I think four of us will be there um, for the spring game. Excited to be back inside Doge for kind of a more game feely type. What seven? 
How many tickets have been sold? 9,000, I believe. 9,000 have been sold somewhere, somewhere on there. Uh, but You're asking the back wrong people. I know. I'm asking the wrong peeps. I'm asking the wrong ones. But thank you guys, as always, listening to us on Hear the Spear. Hey, before we go, you know, I missed it last time. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I got to shout out uh, no, Travis Hunter, best player in the 21, 22, 23 class. Could have done that earlier when we were talking about him. I know, yeah, I got to wait. to save it. And, and, and also, happy birthday to uh, the great Sean Taylor, the best mm-hmm. Miami Hurricane player, you know, you know, for me, you know. I, I love that guy. You know, he's, he's my favorite safety of all time. So, it's a shame, you know, he – you know, his life was cut short. So, so that's, that's my little carrot dangle for those Miami fans that still like to listen. You know, yeah. 80, 82 nothing. <laughs> I was about to say, your Miami fans are probably going to appreciate it a little bit. Nah, uh, nah, but yeah, nah, Sean Taylor was a man. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I wish I could have seen him play. I wish. There's some of these guys like P-Dub, if I was at least a little bit older, man, I, I would pay money to see some of these guys play. You know, you know, you know the fact that uh, you know, Miami had Ed Reed and Sean Taylor, it's, it's just crazy. Yeah. Not fair. But also, shout out to VZ, too. His birthday's on Saturday. So, ah, whatever, happy birthday. Man. Damn, what do you say, Nate? Whatever, man. I expect nothing less. <laughs> this is how this group works. How, how are you going to be, what, 20, 21, 22? 24. 16, whatever. 24. I'm getting old, man. I feel old. Oh, my God. Got to ice my knees every day. It's that hip, right? Yeah, that between, hip. between two hip surgeries, my knees, my back. I feel you, you, old, man. What, what shoes are you getting for your birthday? Whatever the guys give me. I'm not sure yet. You get them for Yeah. Yeah, like you, usually all the like the, the main sales guys, we all like get together on each other's birthday and get the guy something. So you, you know, you'd think they do the same for me. But we'll see. Not gonna be any for you though, Nate. I ain't coming to your house. Uh, uh, that's fine. I, it's whatever. <laughs> you know. <laughs> it's whatever. Nate, we're really not gonna see you at the spring game, man. I. Uh, uh, not after today, man. Uh-huh. You know? Man, no. we're going to have to hear oh. about that in a couple minutes. Dustin, I was waiting for Nate <clears throat> to get your ass. Well, maybe me too. I don't know. I was kind of being a little snarky this week. Nate, you're always just snarky though in the group chat. But I thought d <laughs> this was supposed to be d next weekend. He, he said he was getting in, in shape to be able to whoop your ass at the tailgate. I, what? What? <laughs> <laughs> Logan just likes coming up with storylines because he can't beat Los in a race. Yeah, I tried. I told Los. I've told See, me Los. And Nate, me and Nate were both like, no, 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 no. Nate is told no. Nate said he's gonna slap. He said he's gonna bitch slap Dustin. Yeah, I got Tyler Orlando for that, but yo, we didn't even talk about that dumbass picture that you put on online with you and those gloves, man. That that was horrible. That was awful. Justin Bieber haircut. Hey, I was at pretty good height then. I How'd you even like, get in there? Don't, don't, don't spin out the podcast. I don't know how I got in there. No, no. I got in there. That was a long time ago, though. That was a long time ago. Also, real quick with Roy Williams going out. His last ACC loss to Leonard Hamilton in Florida State in the ACC tournament. I like good. that. Good. I, don't, I don't hate Roy Williams like I hate Shashekshi, whatever the hell his name is. I mean, Duke's not had a great offseason either. Like uh, during the podcast, call him Coach K, out. Logan. Yeah, it it came out during the podcast. DJ Stewart's going to the draft. You know, they how much longer he's got? Maybe four or five seasons. Maybe you think he's got that long left? That's a while. 
That's a long time. He's like, what, 72 years old? Same age as Ham. And Ham just signed a five-year extension. Mm. Ham's got that young. He's got that young blood in him now. New blood. <laughs> get it? All right, let's nah, get off man. with this podcast. Let's get off with this. Let's get out. Let's get off of here. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. Hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening to. Uh, shout out to the guys on here for another great episode. Y'all guys have a great weekend. Happy Easter and enjoy the weekend. See you guys.